Welcome to Catch Outdoors, presented by the Waypoint Podcast Network at waypointtv.com. I'm your host, Cap Rob Modis, your survivor of cold temperatures in the Florida Keys. This week's episode's number 66, Tackle Tackle Everywhere. I know some of the people that listen, not most of the people that listen to this are north of me since I'm in the Keys, and they don't feel very sorry for me. Right now, I feel sorry for them, to be honest with you. Below zero is is definitely not fun. Hello, everyone. Welcome back. Uh, Christmas has passed, and things are starting to ramp up a bit here in the Florida Keys. New Year's Day is on the horizon, and while I had a pretty good 2022, let's do that again, 2022, uh, I admit I'm ready for 2023. However, the weather completely blows right now. Literally, I guess I shouldn't complain because everywhere up north, like I said, is much, much worse than we are. Um, here are some examples. Uh, I know that my buddies up in Louisville are dealing with very cold temperatures. Uh, let's see, 19 degrees right now and drizzle in Louisville, soon to be snow. Uh, Madisonville, where my friend Travis lives, 18 degrees. Montreal, where my daughter is, is 15. Lake City, Florida, where my brother-in-law lives, 27 degrees. And here it's 54 right now. So I guess I'm not supposed to be clean. I, I just looked a minute ago. Tampa's 38 and Fort Myers, where a lot of my friends are, is still 43. It's cloudy. It's overcast. It's been that way for days. People in the Keys get pretty grumpy when the weather looks like that. So I understand that by Friday, I think we're going to hit 80. <laughs> so that's what I call a pretty serious rebound. So needless to say, very little fishing has been done by a lot of anglers down this way, and I'm pretty sure that's probably the case along uh, both of the coast of Florida. Uh, while I've often uh, preached the advantages of a, a cool down in water temps, especially after a long, hot summer, which we had, uh, it helps increase the fish activity and feeding after those summer temperatures, but this might be just a, a bit much for some areas. I know fishing is going to be really, really difficult in Pine Island Sound slash Matt Lachey Pass, my old stomping grounds. Man, that water cools off fast. Uh, water's, uh, Tim's been in the 30s for a couple of days, 40s last night, and it's that's that's going to put the bite off. I ain't going to kid you. Uh, you're going to be fishing deep in the Gulf if you want to catch anything. Uh, and yes, I finally went fishing on Thursday. Oh my gosh, the drought is over, at least for a little while. Um, that was just before the front came in. It was a textbook day, beautiful weather, calm waters early, and then just a bit of a light breeze later in the morning. I caught some really big barracuda this time around. They were all over the flat. Uh, I got hooked up with probably a dozen or more with four to the kayak that were really nice. Lost one that jumped and showed me itself. I'm like, oh, man, I'd like to have gotten a picture of you. In between were some small snapper and even a surprise mahara. Um, the mahara down here get big. They'll get up to like 12 inches, sometimes 14 inches. Um, I forget what they call them. White mahara, I think, is the technical. But anyway, mahara. We use them for bait. <laughs> we use them for shark bait. Um I used a combination of artificial shrimp, soft plastics, uh, best bite as usual was on a pearl, pearl white uh, gulp, the swimming mullet. I pretty much uh, locked on the Z-Man jig heads with those amazing eyes as my, as my go-to. Um, the Barracuda are starting to steal them all at this point, so I actually had to jump online and order some more. 
Um, I tend to go yellow or lime green eyes and sometimes red. Um, it depends on the daylight. If it's, if it's if it's a darker day in the morning, if I've got an overcast or I've got a cloud layer in the morning, I'm going to go red in the eyes. And otherwise, I'm pretty much going to do yellow and, and the lime green. And it's not really chartreuse. I mean, it is truly a lime green. So I'm not I'm trying not to make a mistake there or have say, oh, you know, it's chartreuse. No, it's not really. It's green, bright green. Um, I also switched up about midway through my trip to a bit heavier jig. I haven't done that in a while. Um, normally, I'm using a little... Um, Oh gosh, I think it's sixteenth of an ounce, yeah. And I went to three sixteenths, which I know doesn't sound like much, but it really increased the sink rate, you know, like by half a second per second. So in other words, it 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 kind of almost doubled, maybe even tripled the sink rate. Well, should that make sense? So it's a sixteenth going to a three sixteenth. Yeah, it should be three times faster. And I noticed the fish got on it a lot, a lot better, especially the fish up by the mangroves. They they wanted to jump on it as it was dropping a little better. So I might make that a might make that a permanent switch for now. Those jigs are kind of unusual. They they um they come all like lead, like lead gray. So it's the eyes are everything. And um, like I said, that that's that's something that I find pretty important. Um, used a new rod, yeah. I splurged, got myself a Christmas present. Finally got to meet Rick Berry, owner of the, an artisan. I'm going to call him an artisan of, Lee, you know, of Key Largo Rods. I was doing some research for this podcast. Where I'm going to talk a little bit later here, or a few minutes later, about the tackle, tackle shops up and down from Key Largo down into uh, Isla Mirada. But I met him in one of the shops while I was out roaming around and and uh, really nice guy and beautiful made fishing rods. I'll, I'll get into that a little bit later in the podcast and let you know how that how that goes. Uh, but first things first, had a wonderful Christmas. Despite the fact that Janelle and I met in Key West back in the 90s, we have never been here for Christmas. Um, and that just doesn't make sense. I mean, we spent, we kept a boat here. We fished here in Alamrata a lot back in the, all the way into the late, early 2000, right at 2000 before we moved over to Fort Myers. And nope, just never did a Christmas here. And it was beautiful. It was really special and really had a great time with it. Uh, this whole season down here has been uplifting. Um, it's been really fun. We've confirmed that the Keys are actually a small town with lots of great, friendly people. I mean, obviously, we're inundated with tourists on the weekends, and of course, it's going to get pretty crazy. I would have to imagine January, February, and March. Uh, but uh, yeah, this we're surrounded by neighbors, and it's and who actually introduce themselves. <laughs> we also did something we have not done before, just adding on to the Christmas list. We spent time with Janelle's family in Miami on uh, Christmas morning. Uh, they're up in uh, uh, down. I call it the these you know Kendall, the, the southern end of Miami. And uh, as Jimmy Buffett says, everybody's got a cousin in Miami. Yep, Janelle sure does. A mess of them. Lots of cousins. Uh, we had great fun seeing everyone again. Last time a crowd like this uh, was together of the family crowd was up in Blue Ridge, Georgia. We had a family reunion up there. I got to tell you right now, Janelle comes from really great stock. The uh, Christmas goodies. Oh, yeah, man. Uh, I got some tackle, of course. <laughs> Thank you, Janelle. A bunch of T-shirts. Uh, a one go-to-dinner shirt. Very fancy schmancy. It's got a collar. <laughs> that's, that's how you dress up when you go out in the keys for dinner. Put, put something with a collar on. Um, also, a very, very cool. I got to tell you, a Lego 
Orchid. I, I like I like Lego. I'm a big kid when it comes to Lego, and I like the deluxe crazy Lego kits. You know the the Starfighter and the and the giant Saturn rocket, and and I've even built the uh, Walt Disney's um, uh, castle. You know the Princess Castle. I'm just I just you know things that take days to put together. Well, my daughter Jessica up in Kentucky, she sends me one. Seems like I get one every year now, and um, this is an orchid. It's, I mean, it's crazy. You'd have to go on the Lego site and look at this. This guy designs kind of like flower arrangement looking stuff of exotics. And it it's an orchid. It's just amazing. I'm, I got to build it. I can't wait to do it. I thought that was really cool. Obviously, there were fishing books. Um, and, and the company of my beautiful wife for the entire day without her working, which honestly at this point is quite rare. The... Uh, business of promoting the Florida Keys is uh, is like full-time, baby, full-time. And she and that's what she's doing right now, some full-time promotion uh, as we roll into the, the, the high season, I guess we call it down here. Back on the fishing report for just a minute here. Um, this popped into my head. That's what happens to me at my age. <laughs> this is the time for going after billfish. You know, I, we were talking about this cruddy weather and the wind blowing and howling and temperatures dropping. This is, strangely enough, uh, whereas on the West Coast, you're like, oh, you know, and just you just stop because, there's, I mean, the Gulf is rough and ridiculous and there's really not much you can do about the inside because it's cold and blowing. But over here from from uh, North Palm Beach, well, really Miami seems to be more of a hot spot for this, but south from Miami all the way down into the Florida Keys, the billfish start to show up because they like this cruddy weather. And um, rougher the better. Wind blows, colder temperatures starts to push things around, bait starts moving around, all of a sudden the sailfish show up in a huge way. So... That this is the time of year in Miami and the Florida Keys that you want if you want to get a billfish, you want to, especially sail fishing, you want to go after a sailfish, you've never done it before. This is the time now. The cooler, messier weather and the wind blows is part of it, so you better pack a strong stomach and strong legs and strong hips and arms <laughs> because the, you'll get tossed around in the boat quite a bit. I've done it. I know it ain't easy, but I will say this. You'll get a, you'll get a lot of hookups and you'll probably get two or three to the boat. Um, I can give you a solid recommendation for a captain that specializes uh, going after these winter sailfish out of Isla Morada. I uh, recently fished a charter with his son, and I had a great time, along with uh, Cindy and uh, Gary from Kentucky joined me, and we all went out on a charter with this guy. We had a blast. It was really, really good. Um, the charter service is called Primetime Charters. Write it down, Primetime Charters. Now, this is a bit confusing. Both Dad and, and the son's names are Sean, S-H-A-W-N, Sean. The last name is McMullen, McMullen, M-A-C-M-U-L-L-I-N. So you be sure to ask for the correct captain because dad does the offshore crazy nonsense and Sean Jr. does the inside, uh, which is who we went out with. And we had a great time. And I have to assume that based on pedigree, his dad's got to be good at it, too. So uh, fishprimetime.com. Fishprimetime.com is the website. So I got to tell you, that, that was the trip. I talked about this gigantic hammerhead that came up and snatched a half a snook away from me. Uh, that was that trip. That was with Sean, with Captain Sean. And we really had a great day out there, myself, Gary, and Cindy. So by all means, uh, give these guys a call. If you're looking for going sp for specialty fishing, going out there for billfish, for, mainly for sailfish, and I'm sure they can take care of you. Okay, I've been saying I was going to do this months ago. That's when I started <laughs> hinting at it. And due to the rather inclement, iffy weather 
of this whole past two weeks or so, except for my lovely fishing day. I finally got out and did it. I think I started last Monday. Monday, it was just before the other podcast. I started the research and then, and then went Tuesday and Wednesday, went hunting. And it was great. Um, I learned a lot. Uh, there are an absolute ton of tackle shops. Um, I think I've said this before. Probably the only thing that's that's as plentiful here is restaurants and resorts. Um, it's really amazing. As a matter of fact, something I discovered. Some of the ones I won't report on because it's, they really weren't full tackle shops. But there is there's just a ton of tackle available outside of what I call the bait and tackle shop. Um, for example, you can go into some of the grocery stores. You can go into a great many hardware stores. Um, what else? Uh, gift shops. Um, you'd be surprised. You will find tackle in these places back in the back aisles or tucked around in the corner. And it won't be much, but it'd be enough. Um, I didn't mention West Marine because it wasn't really a full tackle dealer, but West Marine right down the road and across the street from me has some tackle in it. It's not quite as crazy as what I call a true tackle bait shop, but they definitely have some. Um, so there are these little places you can go and hit when you're here. The other thing I didn't talk about much was tackle and bait at a marina. And we have a gazillion marinas or places to launch boats. And most of those people do carry live bait nearby. Uh, they do carry a, a smattering of tackle, things that, honestly, things that you'd use, um, especially if you're trying to fill the tackle box or you realize you forgot a certain hook you like or perhaps a jig head. You're going to be able to find those there. Uh, but I didn't include them in this long, long list because it's just, it's just it was too much. I did stop at quite a few of them, and I was really pretty impressed with uh, how many there are. Um, there's, there's really, I mean, there's not much of a marina anywhere down here that doesn't have some sort of tackle available. And in some cases, most cases frozen bait, and in some cases live bait. So, um, but anyway, I said I was going to do it, so I got out there uh, because of the cruddy weather. And I made the intrepid trip to quite a few bait and tackle shops from Key Largo down through Isla Mirada. So this is going to be the, we'll call this the Upper Keys. Um and it was a tough job. Somebody had to do it. <laughs> I, I really, you know, I love, I actually really enjoyed it. I have mentioned this in other podcasts. There's one thing a guy likes, and, and I, I like this, is, is tackle shops and hardware stores. When you can mix the two together, it's even better. Um, so, you know, and then we've got a hundred mile stretch of islands here. So you can just imagine what, what we have from the, from the top to bottom. I, I you know, from the very small bait shop at the local marina to the big boys at Bass Pro Shops, Worldwide Sportsman, and Isla Mirada, it's just, it is truly amazing what's available. Um, most of the items that we use, household items, things like that, you know, it's like, I have to, I go to Amazon. I can't find it here. It's, it's, we don't have a big Target. We don't have a big Walmart down here. We, we have small gift shops mostly in hardware stores. But tackle, I don't have to buy tackle anywhere else. It's like, I can definitely find it down here in the keys before i go any further i gotta i'm gonna mention southwest my old stomping grounds when i was a charter fishing over there um i had my favorite shops and i will slowly but surely develop those over here as well but um i want to mention lear's economy tackle which is up in north fort myers they supplied me with a lot of good stuff as well as a lot of good repairs and that's something by the way that's sorely lacking down here in the keys there are no none that i can find real uh, repair shops. 
R-E-E-L, real repair shops. Rods, no problem, but reels is, is an issue. Sunshine Ace Hardware in San Carlos Park. Michael Wynn uh, put that together. It started down in Naples, and it just turns out that Michael et al. family <laughs> were fishing nuts. And he put, I mentioned this earlier, like going to the, your best of both worlds is going into a hardware store and getting tackled to boot. There is really nothing that's not like that here. Uh, I, at least I haven't found that here in the Keys yet. I've only done the upper Keys. It could happen south. We might, I might be uh, biting my tongue later on. But for right now, there's nothing like a, a, Ace, a Sunshine Ace Hardware in, in South Florida. So San Carlos Park was the one that I visited a lot. There's the Bonita Shop was another one that I visited because it was close to my fishing grounds. And then the, the Super Deluxe ones down there in Naples. But um, it's... That's, it's interesting. That's a good family type thing. Uh, but just, I mean, that is a hell of a, he's carried everything. Bass Pro Shops in Fort Myers. Thank you, uh, Chuck Stevens, for uh, being there for me and doing all the stuff that you did. And, and um, you know, Bass Pro came in and the little guys were all worried. And it turned out that Bass Pro was okay. Bass Pro was buddy-buddy with everybody and took care of everybody, which is which is good news. And, and I appreciate that, Chuck. Masturbate and Tackle, down in, speaking of Bonita Springs, um, really just a, a great place to hang out. Um, great t-shirts, <laughs> great bumper stickers, and great tackle and live bait. When I couldn't get shrimp anywhere else, for some reason, they always seem to have it. And that's greatly appreciated when you're a fishing guide and the and weather's tough. You can't catch bait. You're looking for that shrimp that you got to have, and that that's always nice to have. And lastly, for the fly stuff, 239 Flies in Bonita Springs, just right down the road from uh, from Master Bait and Tackle. That was my go-to fly shop, still is for that matter. I mean, I've got fly shops here in the Keys, but man, it's just hard to beat 239 Flies. Nick and the boys are really great to work with. So I want to mention all of them since we're talking about tackle shops. If you're on the west coast of Florida, I know a lot of my listeners are because that's where I spend a lot of time. You should go check it out. Um. I also want to point out the marina that I ran my charters out of, Fishtail Marina on Fort Myers Beach. They carried a selection of tackle, like I was mentioning, and live bait. Again, it's not it's not like it's not like every piece of gear was there, but it was a lot of what we needed, and that's true for a lot of, many, of marinas over in that area. Um, I, like I said, I didn't include those over here in the search of shops. But it's it's important to note that the marina you work out, out has a really good chance to have it, along with the grocery store, hardware stores, drug stores, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So I'm not going to say that they don't have that down here because they do. I started my adventure, <laughs> research, research adventure in Key Largo. Um, I live right near mile marker 104, so that's almost as far north as you can get without going off the island toward uh, toward Homestead. My first stop was Captain Pete's Pro Shop, um, and that's at 102970 Overseas Highway. Let me first simplify Florida Keys addresses for you. First three numbers of the address, or sometimes only two, depending on how far south you go, um, along US 1 represent the mile marker. So in this case, 102970 means that they're at mile marker 102. That'll simplify your life a lot when you figure that out. So if you see like 79, 100, that's going to be a mile marker 79, et cetera. So those first three digits and sometimes two digits represent where the shop is generally located within a mile. It lowers your search quite a bit. And remember, they did that way before GPSs and stuff were available in cars. It made it a lot easier to find things. Um, even if you live off the highway, most residents will still give you, like they'll give you their street address, but then they're going to also tell you what mile marker to turn off on uh, when you're near. 
So Gap and Pete's is near mile marker 102. Mile marker zero is near the Green Parrot Bar in Key West. <laughs> I know that one. <laughs> Simple to find, hard to leave. <laughs> Captain's Pizza is, is my, that's my, this right now is my personal go-to bait and tackle shop because he's so close to me. Like I said, I'm at 104, he's at 102, he's a couple miles down the road. He's also real close to Pinnacamp uh, Park, which is where I love to put my kayak and go fishing. So the convenience is everything for me there. Um, the shop's really nice. It's got everything from tackle, uh, from both inshore, offshore, uh, live shrimp, which comes in every day, um, and very dependably so. I'm not sure about this week with the wind blowing and the weather being messy, but in general, in general, it's always been there for you, for me if I needed it. Good selection of frozen bait. Um, got rods, got reels, uh, various manufacturers from you know a good a good uh, collection of stuff, quality stuff, really, really quality stuff. And then they've got the good. They got Captain Pete's T-shirts. I'm going to have to pick one of those up for my brother and surprise him with that. It just happens. He's also Captain Pete, so it just, I mean, no relation to this Captain Pete, but it'd still be fun for him to get a shirt that way. Um, the tackle is good. It's not, you know, at first you look, this. it's real spread out. So it appears to be sparse, but it's not. They have all the hooks that you need, um, especially in the circle hook category, which is pretty much uh, on demand down here because there's you must use circle hooks on the reefs out here. Uh, deep water ocean fishing, you got to have them on. Um, he also has um, combinations, uh, what they call rod and reel combinations. And I will say this, the rod reel combinations are quality. A lot of places that do a rod reel combination put together a fairly inexpensive rod or inexpensive reel. So you get one or the other. The reel will be nice, the rod will be cheaper, or the rod will be expensive and the reel will be cheap. These these were good. And this is this is where I met Rick Berry, uh, owner-operator of um, Key Largo Rods. He was in there checking on stock because Captain Pete's happens to carry his rod in there. And it, he carries them as combos. And I thought that was pretty interesting. So, But I'll get to, I'll get to uh, Key Largo Rods here in a minute. So anyway, you get some really good stuff from them. Uh, man behind the counter, the manager's name is Chris. Uh, just tell me Captain Rob sent you and from Catch Outdoor Podcast and go in there and check it out if you're down here in the Florida Keys. If you're making, you're coming around the corner, you're heading down here to fish, it, it's one of your first stops. It's one of the first places on the right that you can hit. Uh, let's see, next stop, tootling down the highway. Captain Bad Bait and Tackle, located at 103-100 Overseas Highway. This really was up the highway. <laughs> I kind of did them in reverse order because I hit one, then I turned around and went back and hit the other because the other one appeared to be closed. Um, it was open. When I got back up there, he was open. Uh, but it's uh, uh, Captain Bad uh, Bait and Tackle. I have no idea why the name, except I'm guessing it's an old moniker, probably for the original owner. Um Shop will throw you off a bit after inning because the floor is loaded up front with clothing and touristy type gifts. It's one of those things where you you walk in the door and it's like, whoa, I'm not sure I'm in a tackle shop. And then you suddenly realize you are in a tackle shop if you just walk back a little bit further. Um, You will run into a ton of tackle. Um, it's on the walls and it's in boxes on the ground, on the floor. It's everywhere, quite frankly. He, the Mike, the owner Mike was there and he apologized. He's, you know, he's had some illness problems and he's getting ready to put this whole thing back together again. But there's plenty of stock. I mean, it's there's no shortage of stuff in there. You may have to ask for it and he may dig into a box to get it. But, um, you know, that's that's how it goes sometimes in these smaller shops. Um, 
He, without question, had the largest collection of leadhead jigs on a wall I think I've ever seen. Um, and I, you know, I'm all about the leadhead jig. You all know that over the years, that's that was pretty much my go-to of every different style, shape. I tried everything. Um, I even tried the circle hook jig heads. It never worked right. Um, and I haven't seen many of those recently, so I have a funny feeling they've fallen by the wayside. I could be wrong. I could be wrong. If I am, send a note and say, hey, I'm using one and it works. Um, I never had much luck with them. But when it came to just regular jigs all over the place, he had an absolute ton of them. They were every color imaginable, every type imaginable, uh, different, just uh, unbelievable, different size hooks, the whole bit. It was really, really amazing. And also back in the back, really, this also got me. Um, not only did he have like light tackle gear for just about any inshore fishing you might want to do, he also carried the full on deep water swordfish gear. For those of you that don't know anything about sword fishing, sword fishing is usually takes place in about a thousand feet of water. It takes very specialized gear to get down there. Um, certain types of weights, certain types of hooks, certain types of line. There's there's line that's actually leaded. It's it's weighs a ton when it's on the reel. Specialized electric reels, all kinds of things to really accomplish accomplish um, daytime uh, sword fishing. Nighttime the swords come up. It's a little different trick out there when you do night but a lot of these guys do daytime and that means you got to go down on the bottom where the fish are um besides the giant collection of jigs he also had a lot of dry chum bait bins bait buckets fillet knives you name it he had a pretty good assortment of everything in there so um and there was also frozen bait I didn't see any live bait, um, I, and I didn't ask, but it, he didn't appear to have live at the location, but just about everything else you could think of. Onward, south, down the road, the Yellow Bait House is located at 101-741 Overseas Highway. The previous two shops are on the bay side. Yellow House is on the ocean side. It's yellow, bright yellow. <laughs> you, you cannot miss it. Um, and it's absolutely full of tackle and live bait. I haven't been in there in a really, really long time. I can remember stopping there, oh my gosh, probably 2000, 2001, somewhere in there to pick up some uh, tackle, to pick up some hooks. And not being back in there since I got here, I'll be honest with you, is a mistake. Um, I have to say this is a one-stop shop in Key Largo. Uh, the guy behind the counter, Emilio, uh, he was really very helpful, walked me all through the store and gave me the rundown on the shop, like how long it's been there, where it came from, all this kind of stuff. It's got quite quite a long history in, in Key Largo. Um, been at that location for a, a long time. Um, and honestly, just about everything an angler could need is in there. Huge tanks for live bait. Huge tanks for live bait. Um, not within sight. They're like in the very back uh, behind a wall on the outside of the store. Not really outside, but in another room behind the store itself. Live shrimp and pinfish specializing in that. They also have goggle eyes. Goggle eyes, you'll, you'll find that goggle eyes are grossly expensive, but very much sought after for deep water fishing. Um, goggles will go for sometimes $70 to $90 a dozen. That's serious bait. When, you, when you're at that level, they do sell selections. You know, you can buy individuals. You can buy two or three goggles if you want. I'm not sure what the individual pricing is, but I know if you do a dozen goggle eyes, it's not going to be cheap. There's a big selection of frozen bait, uh, lots of inshore, offshore tackle, 
along with rods, reels, and all kinds of fishing accessories. Um, I was pretty blown away by it. Their selection of hooks, and for example, and their and the weights. Lead weight around here is really important. Not so much inshore, but when you go offshore, you know you're you're going to fish. I like fishing that drop off area. I like going out there and doing where it starts to roll off from the teens, 13, 14, 15 feet, suddenly to a hundred feet, and that happens really fast. Um, not like fishing the Gulf. <laughs> it always brings back Gulf memories where you have to go out there a gazillion miles to get the fish. No, not not this time. This one actually works much much better. You just you just go out there and all of a sudden the bottom falls away from you and it turns from a, a really pretty aquamarine greeny blue color to deep purple in in just no time at all. Um, but. You know, I noticed something not unusual. One thing that was very unusual, I meant, in his shop was, uh, I have to mention this, was he had um, uh, not only the, all these accessories and stuff, but he also had a pretty good selection of trailer parts and accessories. That's something that goes hand in hand with tackle, but you don't see it that often. A lot of times you go to a whole different shop or a hardware store to get to get. Uh, parts and pieces for your trailer. Well, down here, that would be a real pain in the butt because your trailer is just as... I mean, it is a part of you, and it's just like the tackle is. So they had all the trailer stuff. They had the um, the replaceable hitch-type things, but mainly lights, all the different lights that burn out from dunking them in salt water all the time. So I was I, that I really thought that was was cool, and really, and it's it's good to know, especially if needed. So be sure to stop in if you're in the Florida Keys, heading down through Key Largo, the Yellow Bait House. It's on the left-hand side of the road. You can't miss it. It's yellow. All right, back in the Jeep. Heading down the road again. This time we're going a little further south. Uh, my next stop was Angler Eddie's Live Bait and Tackle. It's located at 90. Uh, there's that number, 9515 Old Highway in Tavernier. And when it says Old Highway, this, that's also an interesting twist. Even though it uses the 90 address, it's not really on the overseas highway. It's on the Old Highway right next to it. Um, in some areas, Tavernier, uh, Isla Mirada, there's an Old Highway, and and then they built the new one on the, uh, I guess you'd say, to, well, whichever side. But it's almost always, the Old Highway seems to almost always be on the ocean side, and the new one's on the, uh, on the bay side. But they're real close together, so they tend to use the same address system. I was greeted there by Keely behind the counter. Very helpful. She was, I mean, she's obviously she knew her stuff. And I really appreciated that. They carry a full line of tackle, live bait, including shrimp, pinfish, crabs, and goggle eyes. They also carry the Avil Outdoor Wear. And I hope I'm saying Avil, A-V-I-L, Avil. Um, it's been made popular by YouTube stars uh, here in, in the Key Largo area, but they're all over YouTube now. Uh, Clay and Stephanie of Life by the Bow. If you have not seen this show, tune it in. Um, I'm a YouTube fan. I love going on there and watching all the shows and stuff. And it's really interesting. There's just a lot of local stuff on there from the Keys, of course. And this is a couple that lives here in Key Largo. And they've put together a really what I consider to be a, one of the really great shows uh it's weekly uh they tend to jump in their boat and go and just it, it could be offshore inshore down to key west uh all the way out to the everglades national park and stuff like that it's it's mostly features fishing catching and then cooking at home and and i really enjoy watching it's very well done the production production value is really good well uh the, the Avil line is something that they promote, and there wasn't much talk about that, of course, till this show started. Well, guess what? Over at Angler Eddie's, they have it. And um, it was funny because Keely was quick to point that out. She's also a fan of the show. Um, 
So if you haven't seen it, go to YouTube and check it out. They also had a solid selection of frozen baits, uh, including pig's feet. Pig's feet, you say? Yes, that's right. They're used a lot in stone crabbers' uh, traps, in their bait traps. Um, it's a it's an attractor for crabs, man. Those stone crabs love that stuff. <laughs> I'll tell you a quick funny story. When I was working over in the uh, west coast of Florida, um, people on the beach would find the bones of pig's feet. Because you know they wash out of the traps, it would deteriorate the flesh off, or the crabs would eat it, and these little these little feet would wash up. Well, they look very humanish; they look like tiny little people's hands, and <laughs> they'd call the cops. They'd they call the Sanibel police or the Fort Myers police down there. You know anybody to come? You got to come look at this. There's there's bones on the beach, and most of the policemen that I knew and talked to said, you know, they knew what it was, but they had to go to. Had to go and do a report and tell them, nope, that's a pig's feet. So, so there you go. Um, if you're if you're perusing for shells in Sanibel and you find something that looks like a little tiny hand, it's most likely pig's feet. So, <laughs> uh, let's see. Need to rent a rod or a reel while you're visiting the Keys? They got them, uh, along with beer. Uh, even fish dip, wine. Oh, yeah, wine. Oh, my God. Um, hey, anglers, you get thirsty and hungry out there, right? Yeah, so uh, angler eddies can take care of you. I think one of the biggest pluses that I saw while I was there is they are located on the water just off of the Tavernier Channel. So there's a big cut-through channel that runs through the islands, the Tavernier Channel, underneath the bridge. And um, they're located on a waterway just off of that. You can pull right up to the back of the shop and get what you need. So if you're, you know, you're looking for some ice, you're looking for some live bait, you're short on tackle, something ain't going exactly right. You got a place you can go to and pull right in. Um, it's uh, those of you that keep a boat on the water, uh, you keep it behind your house or whatever. You need to really seriously consider this because that's that's a really great advantage of not having to be having to go back, jump in a car, and go get something when you can literally pick it up from the water. So. That, to me, was a serious plus for this, this particular location. Once again, that's um, Angler Eddie's Live Bait and Tackle on the old highway in Tavernier. Next stop, also down the road a little ways. Not, well, yeah, down the road a little ways. Key Largo Rods. I mentioned these a little, little bit earlier um, about Rick Berry meeting him up in another shop. Uh, a little further south, the Rod Shop is actually what it's called. The Rod Shop's a home of Key Largo Rods. It's located at 82 685 Overseas Highway in Isla Mirada. So you're going to cruise down the road just a little bit further and find the Rod Shop. This is on the left side of the road as well. It's over on the ocean side. I know Key Largo Rods in Isla Mirada. Doesn't make sense. <laughs> That's the first question I asked Rick when I got there. I'm like, well, okay, so just what is the deal? So long story short, the company was started as Bill's Tackle Shop in Key Largo uh, in 1960. Yeah, there's some history in this place. And then it became, you know, a popular, its popularity was for custom rods. And it got renamed um, the Key Largo Rods. And I can see where that happens. Just, you know, where'd you get that Key Largo? It's a Key Largo rod. Makes sense. Rick's been manufacturing rods himself since 1978. And the workmanship really, really shows. I am happy to say that I own one. Um, I, I bought 
I bought a rod. Uh, I used it this past week on that on that Thursday that I finally got out there, and I mean to tell you what, that thing is nice. I love the flex and the tip. It's a little over seven feet long, um, and it's called the one I got. It's called the I want. I said I said Rick, I want something really lightweight, easy to cast, easy to throw. Um, I'm fishing in a kayak. I'm sitting on my butt, so distance really makes it. When you can't use your legs, when you're not standing up, you lose a bit of, of the ability to cast. Especially for those of you that shore cast, you know exactly what I'm talking about. You need to step into it, so you, you don't have that ability when you're on a kayak. So I told my son, I really need something. So he has a rod. He calls the long cast. That's the name of it, the long cast. And they ain't just a kid, man. <laughs> Holy cow! I had to fetch several lures from the bushes <laughs> till I got used to the extra mileage that this daggone rod is capable of. Um, it's it's perfect, too, for the Keys water, which is crystal clear. And for those of you that are fishing water that's relatively clear, especially West Coast, the water clears up during the winter. Once things settle down, uh, you don't have all the algae and stuff in the water. The further away you are, the more likely are you going to get a fish. The trick is... You need a rod that has a backbone to it so that when you do hook a nice fish, like a big snook, a red, a small tarpon, whatever the case may be, you have enough uh, oomph in that rod to reel it in. So a lot of companies make these little bitty rods that'll cast them all, but then they don't have the backbone in them for, to fight a big fish. This one does. So I can't say enough about it. These are all custom rods. They're custom built. You'd have to go in the shop to see this place, although you can go online to check it out. Uh, you know, again, it's Key Largo rods. It's pretty easy to find. But the, the long cast is, for those of you that want distance in the cast like I did, in a lightweight rod, I, I can't, I certainly can't recommend anything else. Um, he makes rods for everyone. Uh, different sizes, color patterns, inshore, offshore. They started around 200 bucks and they'll run all the way over a thousand bucks, $1,100 or so for the top end rods, those, those big deep water offshore rods. I've said it before and I'm going to say it again. There is nothing better than a custom made rod. It, that's just the way it is, mainly because you can get it made to you. And that, that's the important part. Being able to be able to come up with something that fits you is, is really, really important. Um, are you a rod building hobbyist? There are a lot of people out there that like to build their own rods in the garage. A lot of guys that really dig that sport. And I, I understand that the rod shop carries all kinds of parts for just that. So you can stop by and check them out for that. Um, and he will sell online. I mean, you can give him a call and, and order up parts. So if there's something special you're looking for and you're building that special rod for yourself, they've got parts for that. So be sure to be sure to head down and check it out if you're here in the area. When you're going down to Ala Mirada, just stop at the rod shop. It's certainly worth the stop. Okay, day was getting long, time was getting short. <laughs> I was tackling myself out, so I was headed down to my last stop uh, in Ala Mirada. It's called the Florida Keys Outfitters, and Florida Keys Outfitters is a fly shop that, in my opinion, is hard to beat, especially in the Florida Keys. Um, but on the way, I passed by Worldwide Sportsman. You know, it's run by Bass Pro. It's located on the Bay Side at 81576 Overseas Highway. Worldwide Sportsman uh, opened at a time that Janelle and I were when we were just starting to fish down here. And I have to tell you right now, it's it, it's you know it's just one of my things. We were getting, beginning to explore um, Florida Bay. We even kept a skiff nearby in what's now called the Safe Harbor Angler House. Back then, it was the Matacumbe Marina. We came in by water for mostly live bait at Bass Pro, fuel, ice, things like that. Um, they also had a great bar on the second floor, now closed. 
Um, I know my friend Steve listens to this. Remember the Zane Gray, Steve? Man, what a great place to stop after fishing. Had a view of the bay, served up a damn good martini after, you know, for all those angling celebrations. And and anyway, I, I, I really miss that. But uh, Worldwide Sportsman is a full tackle shop along with clothing and gifts. It's hard to miss. Years ago, it was nicknamed by the boaters, called it the Big House. So we all kind of got that. But it's because when you were out on the water, it was one of the first things you could see as you were heading back toward Alamorada. It kind of stuck up in the air, and it was tough not to see, but it just looks like a great big, huge house. So if you're down that way, check it out. Florida Keys Outfitters, uh, located at 81-219 Overseas Highway right next to the Green Turtle Restaurant. It's been a mainstay fly fishing shop in the Florida Keys for as long as I can remember. Owned by uh, Sandy Moret, he started the shop in 1989 as a fly fishing school. And I think the guy I just mentioned, Steve, went to that fly fishing school. I think my wife did too at some point. Um, Let's see, after that it migrated to a full-fledged fly shop near the Lorelei Restaurant in Cabana Bar. Um, and th- these are my stomping grounds. I stayed at the Islander across the street. I ate at the Lorelei. I fished out of the Lorelei because they had a ramp there. That's not available anymore, but they had a ramp there. Um, Sandy Moretz was right next door. It was just, I mean, that was a great place to hang out and a great place to fish um, and eat <laughs> and and buy stuff. <laughs> so it was really kind of perfect. But um after that, uh, they the, they've now moved down the road again at, at eighty one two nineteen. They're on they're on US one on the overseas highway. They're on the left side now. They're down the road um, as you're going south. They're on the left side on the ocean side. Um, I remember my first trip there back in the nineties. This was this was the place where you could pick up like you know a, a billy plate. Billy Pate fly reel and beautiful fly rods and custom tied flies that that really caught fish. I mean, the ones that you really, really wanted to have. And I remember buying a, I remember buying flies there with the sole purpose of dissecting them. <laughs> I would I'd look at a fly, you know, I'd get like two or three, but I'd set one aside because I knew that when I got home with it, I was going to take it to my fly tying vice and I was going to disassemble it and and find out exactly how it was tied because I got to be honest with you, almost every fly I bought in there back in the 90s and early 2000, 2001, that was that was the go-to fly. I mean, they were the latest and the greatest. They tend to always have the first thing first. And um, yes, and I was pretty ate up by that. I still am. I still love the tie flies. and I still love to disassemble them to see how they've been put together. Well, I'm happy to say that nothing has changed at that shop. <laughs> Quality gear, beautiful flies, gifts, clothing, everything that the fly guy or fly gal could want is in that shop. It's, it's really great. I tell you, after walking in and looking around a bit, you suddenly have a big-time desire to go fly fishing. That, that to me, is the mark of a great tackle shop, whether it's fly or standard uh, uh, spin tackle fishing. You go in, you start browsing, you look around, and you go, man, I, okay, I'm loading up and I'm getting the heck out on the water as soon as possible. That's what a good tackle shop should do for you. No doubt about it. Okay, that's the end of the road for this episode of Tackle. I it's like it's like in my mind I'm like, wow, I've still got a long way to go, and I do. I'm going to move the search south in a few weeks. I'll have a couple in between podcasts here on some other subject, but I am going to pick the tackle back up again, and sooner than later, and then head on down south. We'll we'll do as much of the rest. I may I know I'm going to do at least the marathon down to Big Pine, and then I may save the smaller shops in Key West for last. Is like a Key West feature, but it was 
exciting. It was a lot of fun. Signed copies of my new book, Take a Kid Fishing, an Adult's Guide for Introducing Youngsters to the World of Angling, are now available on my website at catchoutdoors.com. Go to the site and click on page four to order. You can also purchase them now on Amazon Kindle. Yay. They just came available just a couple of days ago. So there's a lot of references to Take a Kid Fishing on that site. So if you want to find it, when it comes up early, it's mixed in with everything else. It's got the words Take a Kid Fishing. It. Just put my name on there. Type in Rob Modi's or Captain Rob Modi's on it, and that'll make it a whole lot easier to find. So there you go. I'm excited about that. It's nice to get it out on Amazon. Can remember, it will not be autographed there if you if you get a print copy from there. Thank you so much for taking the time to tune in. My podcasts are scheduled for each and every Tuesday. If you enjoyed listening, please tell a friend, leave a review, and subscribe to the channel. Catch Outdoors is presented by the Waypoint Podcast Network. It's available on Waypoint and many of your favorite podcast providers. Facebook page, Catch Outdoors. The website, waypointtv.com and catchoutdoors.com. Until next time, get outdoors and enjoy. Enjoy.